the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. George Brockler back with you halfway through the Hump Day show right here. Second full week of January 2024. I can't believe it. Uh, My thanks to Dave Oleski. He was the acting. He is the acting special agent in charge of the DEA in the last hour, helping us launch a conversation, not just about the drug issue, but about the southern border as well. We have a phone line open at 303-696-1971. How do we stop this? And. And to give you some perspective, by the way, on how a porous border, along with a broken immigration system, and when I say a broken immigration system, I'm not just talking about how difficult it is to get legitimate, even seasonal workers that want to go here, earn money, come here, earn money and go home, uh, how hard it is to get them the appropriate work papers and visas. You add on top of that the decisions by the Biden administration to basically open up the floodgates and invite everybody from Venezuela to relocate to America because they have set their own country on fire through their elections, um, you get what we have right now, which is 36,000 migrants in Denver who have poured in here waiting for their, uh, I don't know, their refugee status court appearance in 2029, and yet they need a place to live. They're relocating here. Folks, they're, they're, they're going to become Americans. There's just... It seems like that's the path that we're on. We're going to let them come here, set up shop, get jobs, become part of the community, have babies, which will, of course, anchor them here in America. And then at some later date, we're going to say what a travesty it would be, what an injustice it would be if we had to send these people home to a country they no longer recognize, they don't feel safe in, and who've made a whole bunch of bad decisions about what to do with their economies and their freedoms. The problem is... That kind of a crisis that Joe Biden's administration has created by opening the floodgates, I think it's CFB1 or whatever that form is they give these people, uh, that's now in Denver via the buses that the governor of Texas has sent. I I don't blame the governor of Texas. There's no reason on earth they should have to absorb all of these poor policy decisions. So instead, they're shipping them out to cities like ours. We talked about this last week, 36,000 new ones. Well, we've reached an epidemic here in migrants to the point where Mayor Mike Johnston had to give some really, I think, sobering news to the Denver City Council and the public. And Billy, I think, has found the sound of what he said. Billy, is it all two minutes of that little clip that I sent? Or... Yeah, let's play it. This is this is Mike Johnston, I believe, yesterday, and we got to get him back on the show, talking about the future of Denver. And so... We know we both want to be a welcoming and supportive place where folks are not going to be uh, without services and support. And we also want to fund critical services all across the city to make sure that everyone in Denver has the supports they need. And so we did sit down with agency heads yesterday and ask them to start preparing to evaluate uh, ways in which they can absorb $180 million of cuts in the 2024 budget. Um, they are going to start talking to their departments and their teams about those scenarios, and we will try to take a look at how we can navigate that. Um, but that process has started. Our city departments are in the midst of that uh, conversation. That's a little bit of crisis one. Um, 
Crisis two is that the 40, those 4,800 people in residence means that we have now filled all of the space that we have for sheltering in the city and county. We have filled every single hotel site that we have and the two congress sites that we added. Um, and so we do not have space to add more folks that arrive, nor do we have staff to support them, nor do we have resources to support them to add on new hotels. You know, if we could get someone in Adams County or Aurora or Lakewood to give us a hotel, we would have to add new staffing for those sites. We would have to add new resources for those sites, and we'd have to um, uh, also uh, add new capacity. Um, and so that is a real challenge for us, which means we are in the scenario where uh, we got six buses on Saturday. We only got one Sunday. But as we get a new increased volume, we have a lot of suboptimal options, which are um, either offering everyone onward travel to another location uh, or trying to hope that they have friends or family they can stay with here. Um, but we think we are at a very different tipping point than we've seen any, any way up to this moment. Um, and we want to both confront the hard truths of how we can make this system work and realize we do not think we have the capacity to keep adding additional uh, services without um, real help from neighboring jurisdictions, real additional resources, and even deeper cuts into the city budget. Folks, here's what's coming. You, you've heard it. Denver says they are maxed out. And again, this goes back to something I have been saying ever since I've been on the radio. Denver's crappy policy decisions do not stay in Denver. When they decide not to arrest car thieves or, or keep them in jail, those car thieves go to adjoining jurisdictions and steal cars. The crappy health decisions that Denver makes flow into every jurisdiction around them. And now we're prepping the battlefield for that exact same thing here. We're tilling the soil. You can hear it. In the mayor's voice and in his words, we need help from the adjoining jurisdiction. So hear me out. Denver has declared itself a sanctuary city because Denver gets to make those decisions for itself. It has now become so overwhelmed with the product of that pledge, that commitment, that guess who now has to sop up the mess from that decision? Oh, yeah, that's right. Arapahoe, Jeffco, Adams. Douglas, that's what he's saying here. This crisis cannot be solved in Denver. We invited the lightning upon us, but we want to grab hands with the other counties surrounding us. We shouldn't have to bear the brunt of all the electricity we called upon us. That's where we're at, folks. They are now going to call upon Do you remember what happened? We had uh, Mayor Mike Kaufman on just a couple few weeks ago when they reached out and Jarinsky, uh, Councilwoman Jarinsky turned us on to this. When they went ahead and had a contract with some I don't care about people, just money, uh, quality in or whatever it was out there, the comfort in, the long the long term one, where they kicked out all the other people that are living there so that they could take on uh, max capacity through the contract with that. Folks, that's coming. That's coming. You know what else is happening? If you look out at it's winter, by the way, I don't know if you know that. And if, if you paid attention to Billy's weather uh, report as well as the ones at the top of the hour this weekend is going to be ridiculous 18 degrees 10 degrees 15 degrees in successive days that's your outside you die kind of weather and here are these families that that biden has invited up into america that have been sent to a sanctuary city because that's what they want and now we're going to be stuck with we can't let these people die well i agree we can't let these people die so now what? Well, well, guess what the answer was out of New York? 
there is a school out there in New York, and I cannot now remember the name of it. Madison, was it James Madison? Billy, if I'm wrong on that, correct me, but I want to say James Madison. And during their little winter crisis here, they have chosen to keep all of the kids and teachers out of the school to go to remote learning so that they could convert the school for a short period of time into a migrant shelter. Folks, America is unraveling from the inside out over stuff like this. We are changing the fabric of our country, and here's where it's going to show up in Denver. Not in Denver. Douglas, and you know what, just a prediction. This is what else is going to happen. You know, today we launch another wacky, crazy-ass legislative session with the whack jobs in charge of the General Assembly. They're going to think in terms of what laws can we pass to hijack local control, to coerce counties and cities outside of Denver to swallow this migrant crisis. I promise you those conversations are being had right now. I mean, look at what they were willing to do last year, and they'll do it again this year with just land use. They're going to hijack localities from deciding things like we'd want to have single-family homes in this community. No, 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 no. The Smarties in Denver and Boulder have figured out that they can change the law to prevent that so that now some group out of Denver, some organization, some bureaucracy out of Denver can decide whether or not someone can uh, scrape the single-family home in your neighborhood and replace it with a multi-unit dwelling because you know what? We just need the space. That's what the legislature is willing to do to answer the problems. My God, it created. So here's Denver. We're a sanctuary city. Please come here, migrants. We love you. We want to take care of you. We'll spend our taxpayer dollars on this. And then all of a sudden, we hear from the mayor, well, we're maxed out. We're maxed out. We're going to have to spend $180 million next year to take care of this crisis we invited upon ourselves. And uh, we're going to need to rely upon the outlying communities to help us deal with our crappy policy decision. Yeah, I'm kind of pissed off. This is what happens when you have single party control of government at every level. And in Denver, it's been that way forever. But now it's the state. You don't have a governor that's got the backbone to stand up to these nut jobs. You have an attorney general who's running around the state doing everything but try to protect actual Coloradans. Instead, he's trying to get himself elected to be governor in 2026. You have a secretary of state who, that's a whole nother four-hour show. I mean, uh, go take a look at her Instagram page. Don't do it while you're eating, but go take a look at the Instagram page. This is a woman in love with herself. There are more images of her on Zoom calls with CNN, MSNBC, fill in the Pravda, I don't know, than you could shake a stick at. But we have people at every level of government distracted from doing the hard work here of trying to protect current Coloradans from, from this crisis. And we're stuck. We've got 500 people dying in Denver, this spike in deaths. Nobody looks back and says, maybe this has something to do with that border. I don't know. I could rant all morning, but I don't want to do that. I want to have conversations with you about this. 303-696-1971. What's the fix for this? Let's go right to the phones if he's still there. It's Joe from Arvada. Joe, you're on 710. What do you think, sir? Good morning, George. Good morning. I couldn't agree with you more. We finally agree. 
Uh, what the, look, mark this, Billy. Mark this down. We're going to have to highlight this. Yeah. In fact, to every listener out there, when you hear the media say, oh, there's a fentanyl problem, does the fentanyl have a problem? No. There's a migrant problem. Are the migrants really having a problem? No. It's a whack job problem. We have whack jobs in charge that are the problem. That's the problem. We need Joe, to whack it, the whack jobs. If I asked you what your fix is, I'm going to guess that the first fix is, hey, let's get Trump back in place to try to approach the border the way he did when he was in power. And I, I understand that. And you, you're welcome. George, to that, but, you're a prosecutor. I, you have yeah, surmised the subject of my call. Thank you. Well, let me ask you, though, but you can do that. But let me ask you to take a more local approach. What can we do here in Colorado while we're waiting for that result? What can Coloradans do, or even Colorado government, if they were even open to it, to address this issue? Well, I'm one of the sticks in the mud that'll stick it out. But in general, what will happen is that non-WAC jobs will leave. And and that that is true in just about every a blue state. In fact, I was looking at a a um, Daily Mail survey that showed the top fentanyl or no, the top drug problems in by state. And guess who is the top color? Uh, you know, they, they rate them. Oh, Colorado, California, oh. Vermont, Washington. It's like the drug problem per capita is huge here now i would lo- like to see the migrant migrant rate per capita i would like to see that as well anyway i think with uh, the drug stuff joe one of the things that has to be out there and i just haven't looked maybe you'll find this is that there is a correlation i predict between those states that have legalized recreational marijuana and those states that are suffering from some of the biggest overdose issues that's my best guess and of course the the marijuana industry will pull its hair out and scream, that's not fair, it's not a gateway drug, and it's not related, it's good for you, it makes you taller and better looking, or whatever. Um, but I think there's a connection there, and I think that sure. uh, Colorado needs to come to grips with that. Well, I, I, I'm sure there's a connection. You, you, I, I do think there are Republicans that are hooked on drugs, yes. But I would tell you that if you did a strict survey, you would find that the drug appeasers, are in the Democrat Party. In other words, the ones that want to go easy on all of these criminals are in the Democrat Party. And the number one appeaser, Joe Biden. Why? He wants to invite his Chinese buddies to, yes, capitalize on American deaths. That's right. Capitalize on your fentanyl son. His dying is a boon to Joe Biden. That's right. You know, You're letting them in the border. That's what's Joe, I, happening. I, I'm not a conspiracy guy, as you know, but I am willing. I am willing to readily agree with the idea that China is well aware that what it's peddling shows up here in America and becomes a resource suck, a, uh, a an issue for division amongst American people, and actually causes, I think, for them the happy coincidence of deaths. Uh, whether those deaths come on the streets or from people, you know, in, in the upper middle class who mistakenly take some pill they think is something else. I know that China knows what they're doing. 
I believe oh. they want this outcome. This isn't a conspiracy thing for me. This is geopolitics, and I believe China's invested in this outcome. Well, imagine if there was a program uh, that was run by, you fill in the blank, China, North Korea, whatever, that came into America, killed 100,000-plus uh, military-aged men in every year ad infinitum. Just keep going. It's going to happen every year, and it's getting stronger every year. So you, uh, you couldn't have a war that would do that. We would win it, but but fentanyl is doing it, and you can thank your local Democrat. Last question, Joe. Do you think – I'm just um, hypothesizing here because we, we can no longer count on the General Assembly to do a single meaningful thing for anyone outside of Denver or Boulder. They just simply refuse to do it. Uh, so we'd have to go to the ballot ourselves with a ballot measure, and we've seen how that works. You know what I mean? When we're allowed to put things on the ballot, good things happen, usually. Uh, other than the marijuana thing. But um, let me ask you, if we had a measure on the ballot that said, if you distribute drugs, you will go to prison, no joke, 20 years, no parole eligibility for whatever, 75, 85 percent. Never happened no here. But do you think that Coloradans would, not the General Assembly, not the governor, of course, not the AG, but do you think that the public would support that? Not in the current setup. In other words, uh, yes, the the appeaser party, the Democrat Party, has, is replete here. I mean, come on, let's look at it. It's a traverse back and forth to California. You come here during the summer. You go to California during the winter so you can have your surgery, free surgery, right? I mean, come on. Yeah. I, I, I want to believe that Coloradans faced with this crisis, and it's everywhere. This fentanyl thing is not just Denver. It's not just the metro area. I want to believe that if something simple were on the ballot that simply said, you deal drugs, you will go. And, and the number is less relevant to me than the certainty of the imprisonment. But it, I want to believe that people would finally say, I'm done. I've had enough. I'm so tired of Democrat-appointed uh, judges letting people off the hook and stay on probation to go out and commit more crimes. I want to arm prosecutors with the tools they need to protect the community. I want to believe they would do that. You and I will, but the we're a, a my microcosm, a, a minute majority, a minute minority, excuse me. George, if you think that just putting something on the ballot is going to get conservative measures done here in Colorado, I, that'd be like uh, putting a, a measure to get rid of G in the middle of, uh, uh, you know, their, their largest city. Do you think it would happen? No, of course not. There's too much pressure from the party to do anything like that. And so it'll it'll just be chopped up. It'll never make it to the ballot. Then, then if it does get voted on, just like marijuana, they'll say, "Oh, see, everybody wants every you know fentanyl overdoses. Everybody wants uh, migrants late in tents on your street corner. Everybody wants a job, a jobs going to people that just cross the border. That's what everybody wants. That's what they said with marijuana." That, that that may be what they say. Uh, Joe, listen, uh, thanks for the call today. And I got to say, with the amount of overlap and agreement that we've had, I now question whether or not I've been taking drugs. I give you a credit. I said this before of being a conservative, 
but I don't give you credit for seeing that the Fed is cor- the Fed uh, the, the the FBI is corrupt that that Joe Biden is corrupt through and through, but Donald Trump has really done nothing wrong. Those are the things oh, that you're missing the boat you, on. Thank you, Joe, for for bringing us back to uh, to the whole. Oh, I, one last question since we talked about it in the six man. Did you hear this thing where your buddy DJT had an attorney that argued before the appellate court in response to a question that if Trump asked SEAL Team 6 to assassinate a political rival, that short of him being impeached, he would be immune from any sort of criminal prosecution. Did you hear that? I I listened to that nonsense yesterday, and what I thought was, what an uber-liberal dope for a judge. Oh, yeah. Why would you blame the The judge for that? The president's going to – you know what she should have asked? Did we ask SEAL Team 6 to assassinate John F. Kennedy through the CIA? Did we? No, well, that because no, it seems not, but, like we but, did. Joe, Joe I, I don't think that's true. But but do you I agree do. with the premise of the question, though, that if the, no matter what Trump or any other president would do in office, unless they were impeached, they'd be immune from criminal prosecution for it. Do you agree with that premise? I agree with this, that hamstringing the presidency with this uh, absurd notion that everything they do has to be run through an attorney. Oh, my God. Uh, Then our country will devolve into communism ASAP. Well, well, it already is. It sounds like you're in agreement with Biden that he's done nothing wrong and he's not a criminal. Well, I think this. Impeachment should happen, but but first you have to have yeah Republican senators to vote for impeachment. It's not going to happen uh, with fifty-one so, so Democrats. Immune. So he'd be immune. Well, I, like, I look he at could it have like this. Trump what, killed, did, right? what did the founders say? They said you have to have a moral electorate because if it won't democracy, a republic, a republic, a, a, a sure. democratic. Republic will not work without moral people. And that's yeah. what we have to do as yeah. a society well, you, is move you back to you morality. You can't enforce that through legislation, but Joe, you have very obviously avoided the question. And that is, no matter what Joe Biden does in office, unless he is successfully impeached and convicted by the Senate, he is immune from any or, sort of legal action. You agree well, I that? think we all know that Joe has a limited time left. Do, I mean, all you have to say is yes or no, man. All you have to say I, is yes I or no. I don't think that Joe Biden should be uh, uh, prosecuted for making some decision that, yes, he can hang his coat on was for the best interest of the country of America. What he should be prosecuted for is bribery from the Chinese going into his bank account. He, he, That's he's right. Immune, dude. Bribery. He's immune. He's immune. No, bribery Listen, you, is is what, a cr- high crime according to the Constitution. I'm sorry, but if he's that's not impeached, that's where he should that's be it. prosecuted. But it, he but should if be he's not impeached. Yes, he, he should be tried be for treason after he can't be after he can't, is can't prosecuted. Be. Joe, in the he Senate. can't be. That's the purpose of the question. The, the, Trump's lawyer said, unless he's impeached and convicted, that's right. He cannot be criminally prosecuted. That's it. That's so there why will be he no treason. Should be impeached in the Senate. Yeah, it should and be, but it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Well, how do we do that? We get we have our senators be moral senators instead okay. of having a, yeah. a look at the two nut jobs that we have as senators, Hicken Booper and and Michael <laughs> Bennett, two morons 
that couldn't prosecute Joe. a flea. Well, that neither of them are prosecutors, and I, I think that Bennett might be an attorney, but I'm almost certain Hickenlooper is not. Joe, I, I got to cut you loose because we're up against it. But thanks for the wide ranging and, and up at, up front. I thought, man, we have a great deal of agreement, Joe and I. But then on the back end, Joe was back to being Joe again. Um, it sounds like the standard in Joe's mind is as long as you control the Senate, as long as your party does, uh, you can pretty much do anything you want because Trump's attorneys argued that unless you're impeached and convicted, that means the vote of the Senate, you are immune from any criminal prosecution. So if Joe Biden were to simply uh, hijack the elections, now some of you are like, he already did. I mean, just hear me out. Overtly hijacked the elections and maintained control of the Senate. Nothing could be done. There's no way to stop him. Because under the argument that Trump's attorneys made, he'd have to be impeached and convicted for there to be any possibility of criminal prosecution. Think about how bonkers that is as a standard. There's nobody on the planet Earth I would trust with that kind of power. I'm not even sure I'd trust J.C. if he came back with that kind of authority. Holy smokes. Hey, listen, uh, we've got a bunch of texts coming in here. We're going to do this thing. Um, Well, wait a minute. Here's someone. George, I almost changed stations when Joe came on, but he was actually pretty decent today. I agree with that. Bennett is an attorney. It's how he got hooked up with Anschutz. I think that's right. That does make, I do remember that. Here's your moral person, Bobert. (laughs) That's what somebody texted in. Conservatives need to stop comparing Colorado to California. We're worse now. And when you travel to other places, people always think you smoke weed. That statement is 100% true. I do think in some aspects we are worse than California. We are the leader. But it's true. When I go around and talk around the country, and I do all the time, uh, when you say you're from Colorado, invariably somebody says, hey, that marijuana thing. And it was much worse back in the uh, early half of the 2010s. Hey, let's do this. Let's cut away for a break after I tell you about Gay Ribble with Empower Home Team of Keller Williams. Gay was going to be in the studio today. But uh, we're going to reschedule to have her on next week. She is a fountain of great information. If you're in the if you're in the market for trying to sell and or purchase a home for your family, whatever your current situation is, maybe you're looking to upgrade. Maybe you're looking to downsize. It kind of doesn't matter. This market is as challenging as any we have seen in the last 10 plus years. Whether it's the financing, the availability, the competitive nature that drives up prices, you don't have to swim those waters alone. You can go to sellwithcertaintycolorado.com, sellwithcertaintycolorado.com. You get made a ton smarter by all the free information they put out there to make you a better client and customer, and then you give them a call, 833-301-SOLD. Join the throngs of folks who have been not just satisfied, but their expectations blown away by the fact that these people sell more than others. They sell faster than others. They sell for more money than others. That's what you get with Gay Ribble and the Empower Home team. 833-301-SOLD, 833-301-SOLD. When we come back, your calls at 303-696-1971, your texts, and a little bit of a teaser here. Somebody not Dave Williams is running for Congress in the 5th. He's going to join us at 9.03. Stick around for that as well. It's George Brockler on The George Show 710, KNUS.
Oh, man, blast from the past. George Brockler here with you on 710 KNUS. It's the uh, double-digit days already in January, January the 10th. We are more than halfway through the Hump Day show. We are talking about homelessness, drugs, the southern border, the connection to all of them in Denver, and it's coming to a metro area community near you. Adam, you're on 710 KNUS. Adam, what do you think? Hey, good morning, George. How are you? Good morning. Good. How are you doing? Oh, good to be alive. (laughs) Set the bar low. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, homelessness is interesting, right? There are some... uh, good examples from overseas and even here domestically about uh, things that can be done to solve them. Are are you familiar with any of these success stories? I don't know about the success stories, but I know that Housing First has failed pretty much everywhere it's been tried. There was a book out there that I've recommended folks, and maybe you've read this one called San Francisco, and it's written by a guy who came from the left who was originally looking to do research to prove up Housing First as a solution and ended up coming away from it like this is an utter failure. Have you read that one? I am not familiar with that text, but I, I, I will try to look into it, put it on my long yeah, tell list. Me what, of tell me what you've discovered in your reading. Well, I found that uh, Finland has essentially solved homelessness. Um, the Austrian socialists of the 1920s and 30s created an, an, a, an, a tremendously beautiful and successful public housing complex. Uh, that was the pride and joy of Austria for many decades. Uh, How did Finland do it? Finland is uh, probably the best nation on the planet. Um, They have just about everything we on the left By what measure? By what measure? There are so many factors, right? First of all, there's very little income inequality in Finland because they fund all schools equally and... uh, I think that's that's one of the keys to their success. What do you think about doing that? I mean, people that are in favor of equal opportunity for everyone. I mean, obviously, yeah. that's not the case here when we determine funding schools by property taxes, yeah, ensuring but, but you, that rich is, kids... Is that, is that the reason we have the homelessness issue that we have? I mean, it's exploded. You'll well, remember we, that uh, Senator Hickenlooper, it, when he was mayor, created that road to homelessness program or whatever it was called. It's worse now right. than it's ever been. Right. Well, you, you couple a, a, a highly unequal education system that doesn't prepare scores of millions of Americans to succeed in the world. And then you throw in a safety net with more holes than um, I mean, it really can't be called a net in this country anymore. Right. It's been ripped apart. So this country just positions itself poorly as far as taking care of its lower classes. It doesn't do what almost all the other developed countries do. And we suffer greatly as a result of this lack well, hang on of though. government. But Adam, D- Denver, has spent, D- Denver has spent somewhere between well, you're still 45, in hang on, hang on, 40, to $50,000 per 1,000 homeless people it pulled off the street through that program. That's not a lack of resources. Right. Let's. What do you think about funding all the schools equally? Let's let's start as there, a solution right? to homelessness. I, I don't I don't think that's a solution. To, I don't think that's a solution to homelessness. It's certainly a, a huge factor when you don't give people the tools to take care of themselves via a, a quality education. You're sort of robbing their capacity to go out and succeed. You know, you're, I mean, the amount of human capital lost in this country is tremendous. But th- th- just on that issue alone, can we just go there for a second? What do you think about funding all schools equally nationwide like Finland How, does? Yeah, well, listen, I don't want any nationwide policy regarding education ever. I want education to be a local issue 
And while there's probably a role for the state to pay there in funding, we see that in Colorado, I'm also not looking to redirect funds from one community who's made smart decisions about how to spend their education dollars to a community like Denver that does not. I'm not looking to do that right. either. That wouldn't then, be fair. And then the people in those communities complain about the country falling apart and they don't understand the role that they're playing in it by hoarding all of the resources. I'm well, hoarding, sorry, but hoarding you mean generating. You mean generating the resources. Look, there is not an equal opportunity in this country for the lower class, and it's dragging this country down. One thing that could be done is health care for everybody. We could fund all the schools equally. Those would be huge things. All the other countries do it, and they have better results than us. You just don't see well, hold 10 on, cities hold on. If, the, if, if the idea the here is that if the idea here is that the homeless issue is so paramount that we have to cede individual autonomy and freedom or even local freedom and autonomy to the federal government so we could have nationalized health care and nationalized education, hard pass. I'll take the homeless. How about how? OK, how about not the homelessness issue, but democracy at large? Do you value representative government? Yeah, because I'm a, that's I'm a participant, state. man. I'm a participant. I've I've been are, elected. Are, are you a supporter? Do you think it's the best system? I do. Yeah. Well, then we've got to address the inequality in this country. And I recommend you spend whoa, whoa. some time. How, with how do you how do you equate those two? My, my vote's worth no more length. than yours, Adam. Adam, my vote's worth well, no I'm more sorry. than yours. That feels like equality. Oh, my goodness. Come on. Are, are you being serious? Yep. Do you 100%, not understand how, man. how corrupt our elections are and how they favor the wealthy? Do you not understand the systemic issues here of campaign funding and advertising that really prevent the lower classes from having every any political redress whatsoever and robbing hey, us? Hang of on. So you goals? would like to also nationalize elections? Uh, well, how do you want to pay for them? Do you want the billionaires to pay for them? Because that doesn't seem to work. Oh, no. Listen, well, I've made my right position. I've, no, no. I've made my position pretty clear. And that is, I think you ought to have the freedom to contribute as much as you want to any candidate you want, as long as it is fully disclosed to the public so that they can digest that into their decision making about who to vote for. But this idea That's that we're going to have a government funded uh, elections, hard pass. Why not? Why not? Are, are you crazy? I don't want my taxpayers, uh, my taxpayer dollars going to advance the speech of some whack job just because they got 100 signatures in their community. No, thank you. OK, well, that's that probably wouldn't be the bar. But let's 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 go here. Whoever funds elections owns the politicians. If the taxpayers fund the elections, will own the politicians. If the oil companies and pharmaceuticals do like it is now, then they own them. That's the a direct line of causation between. Uh, the, the corruption of these bribes and the lack of legislation, right? That's why we're paying so much for pharmaceutical um, drugs, why we pay so much for high, crappy Internet, why we pay more than all these other countries, right? It's because of election funding. Yeah, I, Before they get I'm into not, office, they're corrupt. I'm not so opposed to looking. I'm not opposed to no, I'm just I'm not opposed to the idea that maybe Finland has something we ought to look at and see if we can adapt it to our culture and our government. But in no way do I ever look over the seas and say, I want to be more like them. I don't do that because yeah. I think America is the bright, shining city upon a hill. I, I have no interest in being Europe, man. There's already a Europe. Okay. I don't want to be it. Okay. How much time have you spent in Finland? Zero That's my model days, country, right? including today. They have the best education system on the planet, right? And that, to me, is everything. If you're going to have a representative democratic system, number one, you have to educate the people. And we don't do that here. And we see the results. This country is falling apart. 
And it's all well, listen, your libertarian listen, hold on. People that gets, share right? your people that share your, your Adam, Adam people that share your ideology are in control of the education system in Denver. What are they doing uh, wrong? That's not true. Well, actually, I don't know about Denver, but nationwide, corporations control the education system. Um, and you can pick up any textbook what? and verify that. Labor history, gone. The true story of the founding of the nation, gone. Uh, most leftist what? ideas, gone. They've always been sent. We've always been censored. Hold on. Right how, now, about China, the, how about the DEI media stuff media that gets dumped on the, kids? The genocide in Gaza right now. People are being fired from Harvard. People are being students are being doxxed. Like, it, it's insane. Hold on. Do you, do you think that uh, Claudine Gay got fired because she spoke out about the genocide in Gaza? Because that's not what I read. Well, she didn't speak out about the genocide in Gaza. But there no, is an right. attack on higher education by the right because you guys have undermined all of the other institutions of leftist power. The socialists and communist parties of the 30s you got rid of. The unions, you've, you've decimated the unions. And now you're going Yay. after college because that's the last bastion left in power. You know, I'm not stupid. I understand what the well, game hold is Hold on, here. Adam. Are you suggesting that Claudine Gay should not have been encouraged to resign based on her plagiarism? I'm suggesting that there is a right-wing witch hunt against higher education because yeah, of political there reasons. There be witches, man. That's the problem is there are witches. It's not like they're made okay, up. Like, she is a plagiarist. Right she is a repeated, she's right a repeated and historic plagiarist. What do you do with that person when they're at the head the right, of a 388-year-old organization? You think the right is engaged in a, in a concerted attack on higher education right now? I think the right is visiting upon higher education a level of scrutiny that it has avoided from the left and the leftist media for decades, and it's long overdue. What's the, what are the centers of leftist power in this country? Where is leftist power well, centered anymore? The unions have been decimated, right? You, you can, you can look combat? at the General Assembly. You can look at our General Assembly. You can oh, look at all, California they're all government. They're by corporations. Do you think there are leftists fighting for health care and, and higher wages there? But have mostly... you seen the Family Act? Hold on, hold on. We passed the Family Act. That is a that's a step towards this idea that government knows best. Name to me the government program you think, man, that's efficient and it really works. What is that? Because that's who's oh, going to take over National government. Your mom. Imagine, imagine parks? if Elon Musk owned Yosemite. Yeah, parks. national Listen, parks. We we had to take the state park system and combine it with wildlife because it was unsuccessful as a standalone venture. We needed to take hunters as we try to eradicate them and get them to help pay for the park system. Imagine if Elon Musk owned Yellowstone. Do you think you'd be allowed to take your family there? Why would he own Yellowstone? Well, if the government didn't, it would just be who's going to own it, right? It's just going to be purchased by somebody, right? Well, Oh, I, I like that we have a national park system, but to suggest that somehow they're an efficient use of government dollars in the way they do business. How about the post office, too? How about name the other government organization where you're like, when we take over health care, that's the model I want to follow. Right. Again, Finland. No, 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 What's... not Finland. Our own government, buddy. Our own oh, government. Yeah, name, name that well, organization. I can't, but I can't, here's what I can't do, George. I can't name a government institution or a system in the entire country that hasn't been completely taken over by corporate interests and the billionaires. So, yeah, they don't work, George. So, hold but on. So, your answer that, is let's turn, over, let's turn over more of our lives to, to the government. billionaires more tax cuts. It's not that the answer. You think that's that the reason we have isn't the answer. Adam, Making we have a homeless problem because of that, because of tax educating cuts? Educating people. 
I mean, how about the idea oh, well, that Denver well, has invited in 30... I thought we deeper into ideology. Adam, Adam and I'm how about the this idea that... And I appreciate that you're letting me have it with you. Yeah, I'm just saying, Adam, maybe part of the problem is the folks in Denver invited 36,000 migrants into the city over the last year through the sanctuary city status. Maybe that's part of the drain on the resources that keep them from providing more money for more equal education across all of Denver. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's the fact that they have a permissive attitude. Buddy, hang on. Maybe it's because they have a permissive attitude towards crime. And more and more businesses are questioning whether they want to come back to Denver to do business. Maybe it has something to do with those leftist policies. The last time I talked to you, I I spoke how immigration is used as a scapegoat, right, to to take our our, our attention away from the corporate power that has wrecked this republic. Mm -hmm. This republic has been wrecked. Maybe all corporations should be owned by the government. Maybe all corporations should be owned by the government. And that way we can become the USSR. George? George, in 1959, Norway discovered vast oil reserves, and they nationalized them. And now 50% of all the profits from anyone who extracts those resources goes to that government. It's been 65 years. How is that project working? I think we could nationalize. We have the biggest natural gas oil fields in the world. Holy cow, we could provide health care 10 times over for our people. But instead, we let big corporations... Even if the government had the funds to do it, Adam, even if the government had the funds to do it, I would never, ever, never allow the federal government to make decisions about my health care. Where is America first? Why not use those resources for us instead of letting foreign corporations come in and extract them? Sure. Yeah, sure. Adam, it sounds like you you are fully invested in the idea that government is the answer to all of our ills. George, why has Norway been so successful? No, just answer the question. Do years. you see government as the answer to our problems? You're is not government answering the my answer? Question. I, Only because if I the asked people you a question, dude. Yeah. No, it's a two-step process, George. The government regulates the business sector, and the people regulate the government. So you've got to have an educated We have that right now, friend. We have it right now. We no, we don't. Right we now. don't have an educated population yeah, yeah. that is regulating the government, and that's why the government doesn't work. And you can sit here and say, look how broken the government is. I'm not giving them more money. And I'm telling you, the answer to our government being broken isn't libertarianism. It's education and progressive regulation. It's progressive. Teddy Roosevelt and uh, Franklin lost Roosevelt. You lost it's what's worked in the past, George. No, my friend, it has not. There's a reason, there's the a reason why. When did the greatest rate? George, when did the yeah. middle class grow at its greatest rate? When was the boom of the middle class in this country? Yeah, Adam, here, here's the problem. War, I don't see the rest of the world saying, I want to relocate to Norway and Finland. I want oh, to be yes, just like Norway do. and Finland. Yes, I don't. You do. I don't see that. Yeah. Name the country that says, I want to be Norway when I grow up. Which country is that? George, what's wrong with Norway? I'm just They're asking you, but every time I ask you a question, you ask me a question. Try answering one, man. I've answered many of your questions. You're not answering mine. How has Norway been so successful for 65 years with socialism? How We're going to have to define the term successful. Right. Happy people, high GDP, low crime rate, long lifespan. Uh, <laughs> That's it, man. It? The, free- the freedom piece is less important as long as you can be happy at the hands of government. Then it's okay. We can have peace. We just don't need to have freedom. We can have low crime. We just don't need to have uh, private property. Let's, I mean, let's come have, on, Let's man. have American freedom where thousands of people die every year because they can't have health care. And millions of people struggle to, to oh, just with health care is a right, is it? Something the government gives you that's a right? Working. 
You show me where your ideas are working, George. Where is this free market? Nobody, you know, the rich don't pay taxes and deregulation. Where is that working? I'm Honey, pointing to. I, I would love to try. I would love to try the free market in medicine, but the, the lefties won't let that happen. Where has it worked? Your whole ideology has no intellectual foundation because you can't point to one successful that's, example. That, that that's not true, man. And and when you look where? at who has where? ameliorated. Adam, when you look at who has ameliorated suffering in the greatest numbers and provided the greatest freedom across the planet, it's capitalist countries, not socialist countries. Oh, dude. Oh, uh, Billy tells me I just talked through. Adam, I'm so sorry, man. We're going to cut away for a break. Let's see if we can come back in the 9 o'clock hour. Jeff Crank, it's George Brockler, 710 KNUS. George Brockler back with you here, 710 KNUS. My thanks to Adam for that extended conversation. I think it started initially with the discussion of the homelessness thing, but uh, then it spiraled quickly into why bigger government is better and freedom sucks, because when there's freedom, there's inequality, and inequality is the only goal worth achieving. Uh, I disagree. Hey, listen, we're going to change gears a little bit here. Guys running for Congress against Dave Williams for that Lamborn seat. It's named Jeff Crank going to join us at 903. Stick around. It's George Brockler, 710 KNUS. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. 